This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I'm your host, Gianna, and today we get to talk to Janie Coffee, like the drink, fun last name. Uh, Janie, thanks for joining. Hey, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yes, me too. So Janie, um, tell us about tell us about you, right? Um, who are you? Where are you from? How'd you get into real estate? I know it's a loaded question. Yeah, that's a big question. So let's see. I'm now in St. Augustine, Florida, which is the oldest city in the U.S. Um, started my real estate career basically before I got out of college. I actually started in general contracting, um, went into project management and very circuitous route between D.C., Germany, Miami, ended up um, getting into real estate about 18 years ago, right before the big crash um, to do flips because my background was general contracting and you know that came to a screeching halt very very fast when the market turned but I had opened a bricks and mortar brokerage with the great timing that I had and had left general contracting behind so I had to kind of figure it all out and went right into the frying pan brokerage office recession brand new agent basically the whole thing but we managed to do actually really really well and we pivoted and we got really heavy into short sales and I don't regret a minute of those years because I feel like I got 20 years of real estate experience crammed into what, whatever it was three years um, but as the recession was ending um, the firm Sotheby's opened up in my town in Miami and I just fell in love with that brand and ended up moving over um, to that brand and tripling my production my first year there um, for a lot of reasons. I think the recession was ending. I didn't have the headache of being an owner broker anymore and all the added uh, paperwork and stuff like that. Had a lot of tools available to me rather than having to recreate everything from scratch, like you do when you have your own thing, um, and ended up becoming the executive vice president of that Sotheby's, and we grew from 40 to about 400 agents in my tenure there, which was about four to five years, then decided to move up to St. Augustine, where my family's from. I'm actually 15th generation, which is pretty cool. Really There's cool. many people that go back that far. That's 1560, 1575. My family dates back to that. Moved up with the same Sotheby's um, franchise, but at that time didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to pronounce the names of the areas that were further out, but um, just hit the ground running, hit it with expireds because I had no sphere. And I really went after luxury expireds and ended up being in the top 10 in my MLS within two years, which I'm um, I had set it out to do that in three. So I was really excited that I had done it in two. Um, and Compass was looking to open, you know, maybe an office. So I became a founding agent for Compass. I was with them for three years. Okay. Um, basically was the only presence up here from Compass for those entire three years. And then I finally joined 
EXP um, a year, a little over a year ago. And I'm excited. And the funny story is when I owned my own brokerage back in 2009, 2010, Glenn Sanford called me. Um, he was just starting this little baby project called EXP and was looking for a Florida broker. And I'm sure he was calling every single independent owner broker in the state. And I had three different calls with him. EXP world was the same. And I was like, this is just never going to work. Like agents aren't going to embrace this. This is just weird. Um, all the things and, you know, declined and, you know, fast forward 12 years later and here I am. So I always think, well, maybe I'm a slow learner, but I made it in, in, in the end and um, very, very excited. Move our whole team here growing nicely, both team and everything else and sales. So. Absolutely. And Janie, you know, how were you introduced to eXp? It's a great background. So I'm sure it wasn't your first brokerage or, um, you know, I'm sure you weren't just approached about it once. So what's your story with that transition? Yeah. So I saw um, a gentleman, um, gosh, after the Glenn Sanford thing in 2009, 2010, um, I forgot about it and didn't hear anything else about it for another five years. And then I saw an agent that I was friendly with in another market, very young guy, all of a sudden get an RV and was like taking 18 months off sales. And I was like, well, how the heck is that possible? You know, I'm busting my ass, I'm very, excuse me, busting my butt, very successful. And I could never take 18 months off. And I really still didn't figure it out. So I kind of kept an eye on him. And I started coaching with a coaching company that is specific for team leaders to get out of production because that was like a main goal of mine after 18 years of just ready to get out of production and then that team leader or that coach of team leaders ended up going to exp said you really just need to look at it and it ended up the person that kind of was his path to exp was that guy that i had seen several years ago take off with an RV and travel the world. Mm -hmm. um, so it's funny how everything just kind of loops around. And I think sometimes people aren't just ready for a change. And I happened to finally be at a point in my life where I was ready for, for something different. I didn't know what it was, but I was looking for something bigger, bigger than just selling homes. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but something to have a much bigger impact, much more um, creativity, just something bigger than just that. And so it totally fit the needs of what I was looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, Jeannie, I love that you talked about all the needs and it's got, you know, fresh share, stock options, collaboration. So what's your favorite part about coming to eXp? Why do you stay? A hundred percent. So first of all, a hundred percent rev share was huge to me. I come from a real estate training background. I have thousands of agents that I've either trained or I've coached or I have relationships with. So leveraging that and being able to leverage that in a big way was important to me. Coming from a brokerage that did not have a cap, um, that was also huge because even if you're at a, I was at a 90% cap at my previous brokerage, that was over $100,000 a year. So coming to a brokerage now that does have a cap that with the icon thing, I actually earned the cap back as stock. I was able to take all that money that I just would have been giving my brokerage and put it back into my own business, um, which was huge for me to make the decision. But I think anybody right now with all this talk about shift and change in the market, if there's a way that agents can kind of 
decrease their outgoing expenses, which includes your split to your brokerage, I think it just positions us even stronger to be able to weather whatever ups and downs and shifts because it's inevitable. Real estate is always changing. So those two things for me were the larger and being with an international brokerage, um, I think was really important. I leverage that a lot. I visit agents in other countries. A lot of agents that I work with and partner with are from other countries. Um, so that was important too. Yes, absolutely, Jamie. And, you know, before we dive into all things icon, right? Tell me a little bit about yourself. How do you take care of yourself and um, do that little work-life balance and, um, you know, draw the line between work and play? Yeah. So that's a big, you know what, that is a really big topic. And I'm glad you brought it up because I think it's the thing that it's a double-edged sword when you become successful. Um, as you become successful, you have more plates spinning. You have more mouths that you are responsible for feeding. That often involves um, training people up into positions. So you end up having all these different things. And I think one thing that I've really become more and more focused on is also eliminating the things that are extra that we don't need because it's so easy to take all the things on at one time. So one of the things that I've become focused on is what can I elevate? What can I delegate? What can I um, replace, eliminate? How can I draw boundaries? Whether that's, um, you know, setting my phone in focus mode or setting my hours on my outbound voicemail or my outbound um, emails to say I'm available this, this, and this hours, having a calendly for team members to schedule time with me rather than, you know, constantly just blowing up my phone with text and, and calls, which can be very disruptive, just really becoming clear about the boundaries and making myself available to everybody, but at a, at a time that makes sense. Right. Um, <laughs> me, as far as what I enjoy personally, I'm a big pet mom. My daughter lives full-time in Europe now, so I get to see her three to four times a year, but it's not like having somebody at home anymore. So <laughs> I've replaced that missing with, um, I have a 145-pound Rottweiler and three cats and um, some chickens. I live downtown St. Augustine, and because it's so old, we're still out of chickens and rooster in, in the middle of the city, so that's kind of fun. So, Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. And um I love, I love that you have, uh, you know, incorporated things into life that bring you joy and kind of take you away from the real estate world because it can swallow you whole if you let it. And, yeah. um, but that doesn't matter because you're, you're killing it production wise. You seem like you spend a lot of time with the family, which is great. So Janie, that being said, um, what does your production look like, right? What's the average housing price for you and how uh, many houses do you have to sell to be able to cap? Oh gosh. Um, so our team, our smaller team, like our core team, we did about 30 million last year. Um, and we spread that out. I used to only do luxury real estate. And for a long time I was running, you know, average price one and a half million or something like that, which is pretty high for, for where I am, um, where the average price is maybe 400,000. But a few years ago, I thought the market was going to turn like before COVID started. I thought the market was going to turn. So I actively started bringing in more moderate price point properties because if a market shifts drastically, the luxury market really slows down because those sellers don't need to sell. Mm -hmm. um, so they'll just stay put and generally they're not buying. Um, so I started to shift down into um, 
a middle price point as well. So we're constantly carrying one or two higher end properties and then, you know, a handful of mid price properties, which still in today's market sell really fast. Um, and since coming to EXP, um, we've listed and sold our highest listings, a couple over 4 million, a couple over 5 million. Um, I'm sure the market helped a lot too, but changing from Compass and Sotheby's, which are known as quote premium brands to EXP, um, I had a little bit of a concern that that might impact my ability to list the high, high priced ones for our area. I know four and five million is not high in Miami or LA or New York, but it is high in St. Augustine. Um, but it didn't have any impact at all, any negative impact at all. And in fact, those sales were record breaking sales in our market in downtown St. Augustine. Um, so yeah, we don't do a huge volume in numbers because we carry enough higher priced ones that it kind of makes the production a lot more manageable in a smaller team. Absolutely. I love that, Janie. And, um, you know, the production is just one part of the Icon Award, right? There's a right. lot more effort you have to put into it. You have to give back to EXP and the culture. So that being said, Janie, what's your cultural commitment and why do you pick that? Yep. So I, of course, pick training um, because I love to train. I do a lot of training in general. When I was with Sotheby's, that was a main job of mine. Traveled all over the country training. I still train a lot. I go to a lot of events and speak and train the training course. Um, so that was a natural for me. So I'm doing training on how to get for EXP agents in the Icon um, University, how to enter or grow your luxury business from scratch. So even if you don't have a sphere or you're not familiar with luxury, how to get into that. So that's a big part of my cultural commitment. And then of course, attending the events is part of the other side of it as well. Absolutely. And I'm a mentor too. Um, but I don't tick off my points from the mentorship. I do that mostly for my team members. Okay. Awesome. And, um, you know, iconing comes with so many benefits, right? Not only do you get to give back to EXP, but you also, um, you know, get, get kept back in stock. You get rev, not, well, not rev share for just being an icon, but right. you get, um, you know, uh, stock options and you get to go to EXP con and shareholders and a lot of really cool things. So, you know, what's your favorite part about it and why do you keep putting that back on your, um, goals list, Janie, because mm -hmm. it's such a huge goal. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of, um, a lot of work goes into icon. Yeah. A lot it's of work goes into it. There's, it's not an easy path. Um, you know, hitting the sales numbers, not that hard, but hitting the um, unit numbers, um, takes effort, right? Um, so, of course, getting the stock back is huge because then you're at a nearly 100% split company, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Um, at sh at shareholders, we had a, <laughs> it's small, but it was awesome, an um, icon lounge for us to be able to go to and um, have snacks and drinks yeah. and network with each other. That was really nice. Um, on Workplace, there's a special group of ICON instructors, um, so we do a lot of brainstorming together, so it's nice to be able to network with fellow ICONs who are all doing big things, and then, of course, the big ICON breakfast at shareholders was huge. Um, I forget how, I think they said 600 people were there. Yeah, yeah something like that. It was really nice. Um, so it's, you know, you work hard. It's nice to be uh, rewarded, recognized for that and give back monetarily rewarded too. It's not monetarily rewarded. Absolutely. It's great. And, Absolutely. um, 
Janie, you know, when it comes to being a rookie or coming over to EXP for the first time, what does it take for somebody like that to icon in their first year? If it's possible, what's some advice or some major mistakes to avoid? Yeah, so it's definitely possible. 100%. I think you need 27 to 28 deals, depending on your price point in your area, but 27 to 28 deals in your first year. If you're not on a team to icon, if you're on a team, maybe you need closer to 40 deals, still totally possible. Um, number one thing you need to do is um, whatever your legion is, whether it's social media, networking, prospecting, cold calling, door knocking, open houses, or any combination of the above, you need to treat it like a complete job um, and be focused on that. And I'm talking three hours a day minimum on lead gen. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, at least another hour or so on follow-up because just staying on, staying on, staying on, if you get, you know, upset or not distracted, but kind of put off something didn't work out, give yourself an hour or something, but you need to get back on the horse. That is the whole thing. Like I said, I went from zero to number nine in my MLS in two years from a cold start in a market where like I did not know a single person. But what I did do was I worked 10 to 12 hours every single day, Monday through Friday, and I'm not preaching hustle culture like that's not what it's about. But when you're just getting started in real estate, you do need to hustle and yes. you need to hustle consistently and you need to be persistent and not give up. And then at a certain point, it becomes like a flywheel, like it just keeps going and going and going. But you've got to get that boulder up the mountain before it will roll down the mountain. And what I mean by getting the boulder up the mountain, that's your prospecting, that's your lead gen, whatever it is that you do. And it doesn't have to be something that's not authentic to you. So if you don't want to cold call or you don't want to door knock then don't but hold open houses hold open houses for agents in your office or just go hog wild with social media providing a lot of value or networking or anything whatever it is just really dive into it and treat it like a job and like i said three hours a day minimum working on your your legion and building your database and then the follow-up and and it won't 100 work it will pay off but 90% of agents, the agents who don't make it to their first renewal period is because they don't treat it like a job. Mm -hmm. They get frustrated. They give up. They expect buyers are going to fall out of the ceiling or they think buyers are going to buy like immediately when you meet them or, you know, and they get frustrated and they give up. Mm -hmm. You just, you can't give up. You have to know you're going to succeed. You have to visualize yourself succeeding. And if you want an icon, then go ahead and create that vision in your head of being at the shareholders icon breakfast next year, 2023, you know, getting your icon award, seeing your stock get put into your share works and start visualizing that and seeing it and let that vision pull you forward with your efforts to get there. Yes. Okay. Great advice for those newbies watching or people that are looking to come over to EXP. Jot that down. And Janie, you know, were you ever skeptical of EXP when it was first introduced to you? Yeah, of course. I think almost everybody was. Yeah, it kind um, of too good to be true, right? <laughs> um, you know, so I come from a luxury background. Almost everybody I've attracted to my downline, which right now is about 54 people, mm -hmm all from luxury backgrounds. They're from, for the most part, Sotheby's and Compass because those are the agents that I know. Um, every one of us was skeptical at first because we're like, oh, EXP, it's not a luxury brokerage or, you know, those aren't luxury agents in my market or 
we all have stories that we tell ourselves, um, but every one of us has done phenomenally well since coming over. Um, we've made our own luxury brands on the platform of EXP. So we've really allowed ourselves to be branded um, as opposed to just being one of many versions of black and white or navy blue out there. We've been able to create our own thing. Um, and I realize there's amazing agents at EXP. There's amazing luxury agents at EXP. There's amazing seasoned um, big thinkers, team leaders, um, indie owner brokers who move their whole brokerage over. So the whole thing of being, oh, they're not luxury or, oh, those agents aren't at the same level I am. I found that that's just a, like a bunch of nonsense that we tell ourselves about why we wouldn't succeed there. And really at the end of the day, our success depends only on us. It doesn't matter the brand or the market or anything else. It's a hundred percent what we do and our mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And so for people that are watching right now, Janie, and they're, you know, they're skeptical and they don't know um, if they should move to EXP, but they see the greener grass, what would you have to say to them to kind of get them to just cut the cord and move over? Yeah. So, you know, at least with the luxury agents I talk to, even if they don't admit it, there's a lot of ego involved or it feels good to be with a quote, premium brand, right? Mm -hmm. it, it feels good. So there's a lot of ego involved in that. And so sometimes that's a hard thing to leave to go to what's not necessarily known to be luxury. And I don't mean to make this all about luxury, but that's my background and my business and my network. Um, so I realized it actually, I'm a stronger agent because I'm able to go to any brand mm -hmm. and make my own brand and be equally and more successful without having to hang on the coattails of thinking that it was that brand that was making me successful because at the end of the day, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I would tell somebody if they're out there and they are currently with a premium brand or luxury agent and they're wanting to move over because they see the model makes sense, but they're nervous. I would definitely tell them, you will do just as well with your production. You'll do far better financially on the model of EXP. Um, and I would just tell them to look into it, reach out to a luxury agent at EXP, ask them how it's going, ask them to speak to a couple luxury agents. Um, there's a ton of ex Sotheby's and ex Compass and ex Ingle Mulkers and ex um, Berkshire Hathaways or, you know, any yeah. boutiques. There's a bunch of us here doing really well both in sales and, like I said, financially, because of all the the, the model that EXP has versus and morally, right? Versus. And morale-wise and cultural. Awesome. And the collaboration is like out of this park because when we all come together, we all rise up together versus having to keep everything close, you know, close to our chest because we don't want to share. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's, it's really like night and day. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Janie, I think it's been an awesome episode. If you guys have questions about moving over to EXP, let Janie know, talk to her, connect. Um, you seem very welcoming and excited to share the good word. Yeah, no, all the time. Yes. And keep in mind that these are the top 2% of the company. So this, these are the resources to be asking all the right questions to. Awesome. Janie, anything you want to leave the listeners with as we wrap up today? I would just say, I don't know when this is coming out, but I would just say whatever shifting market we're going into, I would be super excited about it. It gives us the ability to really show that we're professional agents 
there's a lot of agents that are going to get out of the business because they're not sure how to shift. That means for the agents who stay, we're going to have that much more opportunity. We're really able to um, show what we bring to the table to help our sellers and buyers with, with knowledge and experience and background. There's just so much opportunity with this shifting market to give people comfort in knowledge, whether it's agents or buyers or sellers, giving them knowledge to help them navigate whatever kind of uncertainties are there based on real data and, and a game plan and a blueprint is, is golden. So don't be nervous about any shifting market, lean into it. It's going to, you're just going to become a better agent, a better resource to your buyers and sellers. And if you're a team leader, a better uh, resource and partner for your team members. Um, but there's a lot of opportunity coming our way. So embrace it and, and leverage it and use it. Absolutely. Janie, thank you so, so much for the opportunity to speak to you and hear your story. I'll see you at EXPCon. Awesome. No, actually, I'm going to be in Europe. Um, I do a lot of traveling for Europe for um, EXP, for oh, networking wow. with other agents. I have awesome. an agent in the Canary Islands. I'm working on some in Germany. I'm going to probably jump over to Italy. Um, so that's the other awesome thing about EXP is you can really network with agents all over the world. And it's a win-win for both of you. So I'll be there. Maybe I'll send you a postcard. Amazing opportunities that you can have with eXp. Please send me a postcard. Okay, awesome. I really want to go to Europe. Um, Janie, thank you so, so much again. And I guess I'll see you at the next event. We're both going to. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Gianna. Thank you. Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistance and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Spear Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.